الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ظهر الفساد في البر والبحر بما كسبت أيدي الناس ليذيقهم بعض الذي عملوا لعلهم يرجعون وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم إذا فعلت أمتي خمس عشرة خصلة حلت بها البلاء إلى آخر الحديث أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم Most respected brothers and elders, sisters in Islam It is our iman, it is our faith, our belief That Allah Ta'ala has created this universe, created every single atom in this entire universe. Allah Ta'ala is the sole controller of this entire universe. وَمَا تَسْقُطُ مِنْ وَرَقَةٍ إِلَّا يَعْلَمُهَا وَلَا حَبَّةٍ فِي ظُلُمَاتِ الْأَرْضِ وَلَا رَطْبٍ وَلَا يَابِسٍ إِلَّا فِي كِتَابٍ مُبِينٍ Allah Ta'ala says in the Qur'an Sharif, that there is not a single leaf that drops from any tree, meaning anywhere in the entire world. Can we imagine the number of trees in all the forests, in all the jungles, and wherever in any part of the world, how many trees and how many leaves on each tree. And Allah Ta'ala says, not a single leaf falls from any tree. وَلَا حَبَّةٍ فِي ظُلُمَاتِ الْأَرْضِ there is not a single grain or a particle in the depths of the darknesses of the earth. Wala ratbi wala yabis, nor anything in the oceans, the vast oceans. The earth only makes up a small fraction of the entire mass. More than that is the oceans. There is nothing in the entire oceans and neither anything on land except everything is in the clear book, is in the knowledge of Allah Ta'ala. So the entire universe, Allah Ta'ala is controlling. And everything happens according to the system that Allah Ta'ala has placed for how things will happen in this world. We understand the system in terms of day-to-day things, that fire burns and water cools. Everybody knows the system, everybody accepts it, everybody abides by it. Nobody deliberately puts his hand into fire because he knows it burns. And anybody feels something burning him, he feels some burning on his tongue, then he understands that the way to reduce this burning, to cool it down, is by drinking some water. Among other things, this is the simple and straightforward thing. So this is part of the system of this dunya that Allah Ta'ala has created. It is in his qudrat and in his power and might that if he wills, sometimes he will allow something to to happen in a way that does not go by the normal system. Like like the fire did not burn Ibrahim when he was thrown into it. And like the poison that Hazrat Khalid bin Walid recited the dua that in the name of Allah Ta'ala in whose name nothing can harm on the face of this earth or on the skies. And he drank that poison that was given to him by this kafir king. And with the will of Allah Ta'ala, nothing happened to him. But that is the exception. This is not the rule 
that is Allah Ta'ala manifesting His Qudrat as He wills. But the system Allah Ta'ala has placed in this world, that is how things will work. So we understand that fire burns. Nobody says the fire didn't burn Ibrahim al salam so I'm going to jump in the fire as well. Everybody abides by that. He doesn't burn himself. If he jumps in the fire, he will be guilty of committing suicide. And he will be sinful of that very heinous sin and crime of suicide. Many a person thinks that I will try and end it all by committing suicide, whereas that only starts it all. What is the problem at that moment in time is very, very insignificant compared to the problem that will start with suicide. So in any case, we understand the system of dunya in terms of day-to-day things, but there is a system that Allah Ta'ala has placed together with this daily system that we understand, which is the spiritual system of things. Now we are constantly aware of all the happenings that are going on day-to-day, whether it is the very heart-rending conditions of the Ummah, in terms of the persecution, the massacres, the genocide that is taking place in Burma, and in many other countries of the world, the kind of atrocities that have been committed against the Muslims, and part of the dictates of the Iman of every Muslim, is that this should shake him. He should not, not just feel something about it, it should shake the core of his heart. It should stir his iman. Because this is the, the dictates of iman in the hadith sharif. Rasulullah sallallahu is reported to have said, Al-mu'minuna ka jasadin wahid. In ishtaka aynuhu, ishtaka kullu. Wa in ishtaka ra'suhu, ishtaka kullu. The believers are like one body. If the eye pains, the entire body suffers. If the head pains, the entire body suffers. There is no isolation in that pain. That the eye is paining, the eye can carry on suffering on its own. The rest of the body is having a party. It doesn't happen like that. So the whole body in solidarity with the eye also suffers. So likewise, if there is some difficulty that the ummah is experiencing in some corner of the world, the rest of the ummah being part of the same body will share in that pain. The rest of the body, in terms of our situation, if the eye pains, the rest of the body does what it can to try and help the eye in overcoming the pain. The hand will do something in taking that medicine. The eye will look at it, or the tongue would speak about it to somebody to say, please help me out with this. The legs will walk towards the doctor. The rest of the body, the mind will think for it. The rest of the body does whatever is in its capacity to help the eye. Likewise, there is, many, there is many a thing that each one of us can do to help the rest of the ummah. The least we can do is sincerely make dua. Unfortunately, what happens generally is that all it becomes is a news item. We talk about it, discuss it, and that is where it finishes off. We may express a few words of sympathy, but because it is somebody far away in some distant land who is unknown to us personally, the person is not related to us in terms of any family ties, etc. So it doesn't really affect us in any other way besides some discussion, some news item. That news item, discussion as a news item is not going to help us, not going to help them either. But what will help us and them is dua. That's the least we can do. And not just some cursory dua. Every opportunity of dua should be obviously taken advantage of. 
but something little more. Two rakat salatul haja at least. And then making dua for the ummah, for the difficulties that the ummah is facing. This is the very least can, that we can do to show our true brotherhood with the rest of the ummah. If we are not moved to do even this much, that we should be checking deep down in our hearts, what is the level of our iman? If it was somebody close to us, somebody we knew well, then we would be moved. We would be moved to do something. So this too is our part of our body. This is part of the ummah. So in any case, that is the least we can do. Together with that, we can give some sadaqah on behalf of the ummah, on behalf of the people persecuted. In the Hadith Sharif, Rasulullah says, As-sadaqatu tutfi'u ghadabar rabb. That sadaqah cools the anger of Allah Ta'ala. So if this is as an azab, inshallah this too will help in alleviating this azab. So on behalf of ourselves, behalf of the ummah, some sadaqah, then we can contribute towards the aid. And whatever amount we can manage, we can contribute towards it. All this is well within our capacity. And something is beyond this, within somebody's capacity, he'll try and do that as well. So in any case, the thing is that whatever is in our capacity to do to help the suffering ummah, that is the dictates of our iman, and to make dua, to give some sadaqah, this is something well within every person's capacity, and every person should be doing this. We should be thinking that from when we have been hearing about all these atrocities and crimes, committed against the ummah, and how much dua have we made. So in any case, we should be starting this now, if you haven't made enough, and make sincere dua for the ummah daily, and in fact after every salam. Then the other thing is, that as far as this immediate solution is concerned in terms of assisting, helping, dua, etc., that is something we have to do. But there is a long-term issue. And a general picture to take of the whole thing. And that is in terms of the system of dunya that Allah has created, that we discussed initially. That in this world, things happen according to the system that Allah Ta'ala has created. And the system is that there will be righteous actions performed on earth, there will be the obedience of Allah Ta'ala, wa ta'ala. there will be goodness in people, there will be love and compassion in the hearts. Then the conditions that will come from the side of Allah Ta'ala will be positive. And when there will be widespread corruption, there will be disobedience, there will be the flagrant violations of the commands of Allah Ta'ala, then the system Allah Ta'ala has created is that this will bring down all kinds of difficulties and hardships and calamities. Now without being specific about anything in the ummah currently on a general note, and whether there is a crisis in any part of the world, whether there is a crisis in our own personal lives, and every single person has some problem or the other. There is nobody without any problem. Nobody can claim his problem free. Every person has some problem or the other. Now we need to look at things in the light of what is in the Quran Sharif, in the Ahadith of Rasulullah and analyze in this light. A mu'min, his starting point and his end point is the Quran Sharif, is the Sunnah of Rasulullah It is not science, it is not technology, it is nothing else. The rest of it, that will be like the handmaids 
the machinery, that is what is the main thing. But the technician will come to just service the machinery. He will just come to see everything is, the oil is in his place, whatever else. But the machine is what does the production. The technician doesn't produce. The machine is producing. So the system Allah has created that is producing. And science technology will tell us, okay, this is how the machine is working. But unfortunately, in terms of the realities, science is at its pains to try and prove that there is no creator of this whole thing. That is the tragedy of science, that despite seeing the reality more than anybody else, it's at pains to try and prove that there is no creator. That is the greatest tragedy of time. So in any case, the system Allah Ta'ala has created in the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala says, Zahara al-fasadu fil bardi wal bima kasabat aydin nas. That this turmoil, this corruption, whether it is in terms of human suffering, whether it is in terms of all the other, what we call natural disasters, whether it is the hurricanes that are flying around, and whether so-called superpowers of the world have to stand back and say we can do nothing about it. They have to just say we are helpless and hopeless in, term, in, in the face of this. And we have to just stand back and watch what happens. All we can do is run and flee for safety. Whether it is those hurricanes, whether it is the earthquakes, whether it is anything else, all this is part of the system Allah Ta'ala says that Zahar al-Fasadu fil barri wal bahri bima kasabat aydin nas. That all this has appeared on the lands and on the oceans due to the actions of insan, of this human being. لِيُذِيقَهُمْ بَعْدَ الَّذِي عَمِلُوا لَعَلَّهُمْ يَرْجِعُونَ Why? Is this meant to be a form of just destruction, annihilation for no reason? No, Allah Ta'ala says this is to give them a taste, a little of what they are doing. Not everything. This is not the taste of everything also. Because if it was a taste of everything, then there would be nothing existing ever. The punishment and azab would be such that nothing would then remain existing. لِيُذِيقَهُمْ بَعْضَ الَّذِي عَمِلُوا Why? لَعَلَّهُمْ يَرْجِعُونَ So that they may return to Allah Ta'ala. They may take heed. They may open their eyes. That where are we heading to? Many a times, there is something that might seem negative, which overall is positive. As the saying goes, sometimes you have to be cruel to be kind. Sometimes there's some punishment meted out, but that punishment is meant to bring the person to his senses and reality. So that punishment, if it brings him to his senses, this was a very great bounty and gift actually. So this is the one thing that is clearly mentioned in the Quran Sharif. Then coming to the more specific aspects that are mentioned in the Hadith Sharif, which we have to now think about. That whether it is our own personal problems and crises, whether it is something more general and common in the community and ummah, in the light of these things mentioned in this hadith, let us try and reflect, does this apply to me in any way or not? If, if it does apply to me, then I need to take heed. I need to make my contribution towards the betterment of the ummah. How? By refraining from what has been mentioned in these hadith that bring down these calamities. It will be a betterment to myself, betterment to my family, betterment to my community and the whole ummah. This will be my, my contribution. In the hadith of Tirmizi Sharif, Rasulullah says, 
اذا فعلت امتی خمس عشرت خسلتا حلت بحل بلا So that is the example Nabi Islam gives of how the calamities will then befall. Whether it is on a personal scale, on a family level, on a community level, and on a ummah level. So this is the way that things will happen. Now what are these 15 things? We can't go into the 15 obviously. But just to take some of the aspects mentioned. Some of it will just translate and go along. Nabi Islam says, Is our carnal when the spoils of war will be regarded as personal property. Now that's something in a specific case. We will just go along from there. Well, amanatu maghnaman. When amanat trusts, anything that is of trust will be regarded as booty. Booty, everybody has a share in it. So a person, amanat, he'll think, I got my share also. Whereas it's pure trust. But he is not fulfilling the trust. It's something belonging to an orphan, he is misappropriating the trusts. It is some inheritance. All the heirs have a share in it. Somebody has got control over it. So he is depriving others of their proper share of inheritance. Now he is misappropriating that amanat. Now how common this is in society. It's a business partnership. So the next person's share is an amanat in the... Each, each person's share is an amanat in his partner's control as well. But how often that amanat is misappropriated? Now these are common things in society. Nabi Islam is saying when this will become the norm. Well, amanatu maghnaman. Was zakatu maghraman. And when zakat will be regarded as a tax. Meaning as a burden. A person will grudgingly give his zakat. That is if he is giving it also. If he is giving it. Mashallah is giving it. But many a person is not even giving his zakat. And then if a person is giving it, many a person is giving it haphazardly. He is not making sure that that zakat is calculated correctly. As a result, many a times he is short-changing, paying short. And Allah forbid that the heart is regarding it as a, na'uzu billah, like a burden, that this is something that should not have been the case. 
One is that the person is just feeling a little restricted, but he's saying, it's Allah's command, I have to do it. Well and good, alhamdulillah, he's doing it. But then the person is not even wanting to do it. But this is what is Nabi Islam saying, well, was zakatu maghraman. Then the next aspect Nabi Islam says, وَأَطَاعَ الرَّجُلُ زَوْجَتَهُ وَأَقَّ أُمَّهُ That a person will be obedient to his wife, and he will be disobedient to his mother. In other words, obviously this refers to things that are, where it doesn't contravene Sharia in any way. But now, in order to please his wife, he is cutting his mother off. Whereas this is something that he has to be balanced in both sides. It is neither that he tramples the rights of his wife to please his mother, and nor that he cuts his mother out of the equation in order to please his wife. But this is generally the case. It is either extreme. Whereas this is something that a person has to maintain the balance. And a mother's right will remain a mother's right till Qiyamah. A person can never change that right of the parents. And likewise the next point Nabi Islam says, وَأَدْنَا صَدِيقَهُ وَأَقْسَى أَبَاهُ That a person will keep his friends close to him and distance his own father away. His father will become like a stranger to him and his friends will become like his bosom, like his own kit and kin. Whereas there is no real tie of relationship, this doesn't mean that you shouldn't be good to your friends. But a person's friend will be very close to him, his father will be like a total stranger to him. Whereas the rights of the parents are first over and above anybody's rights. In the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala highlights this right. That, وَلَا تَقُلْ لَهُمَا أُفْ don't even say oof to them, meaning don't express any irritation. Not that you won't get irritated. You'll get irritated. It's human nature. If they do something that is irritating, which sometimes happens, they're also human beings. So they might do something that might irritate you. They might make a mistake and blunder somewhere. But Allah Ta'ala is saying that that is their matter with Him. You are still not supposed to even express that irritation. You're supposed to make sabr on it. The child's responsibilities in that situation make sabr. وَلَا تَقُلْ لَهُمَا أُفْ وَلَا تَنْهَرْهُمَا Don't rebuke them in any way. وَقُلْ لَهُمَا قَوْلًا كَرِيمًا Speak to them in kind words. Regardless of what they've done. Their matter is with Allah Ta'ala. And your matter is with Allah Ta'ala. Our responsibility is what we have to do. We are going to be questioned about this ayat. They'll be questioned about how they did what they did. But what we are going to be questioned about is وَلَا تَقُلْ لَهُمَا أُفِّوا وَلَا تَنْهَرْهُمَا وَقُلْ لَهُمَا قَوْلًا كَرِيمًا وَاخْفِدْ لَهُمَا جَنَاحَ الذُّلِّ مِنَ الرَّحْمَةِ That the simile that is being described here is Allah Ta'ala says spread your wings of compassion for them like a bird that has been shot down by the hunter but is not yet dead and now the hunter comes to slaughter it. So now it's just completely helpless with its wings just spread out on the ground and is looking up without any hope of anything just only with mercy in its eyes. That is the simile that is being used meaning completely humble yourself in front of them. And then don't forget keep making dua for them whether they are alive or they've passed on. And make dua, Ya Allah, have mercy on them, just as they were 
merciful towards me when I was a little baby. So this is in the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Islam is saying, when a person will be obedient to his wife and he will disobey his mother. When he will make his friends very close to him and distance his father away from him. And then, وَأُكْرِمَ الرَّجُلُ مَخَافَةَ شَرِّهِ When a person will be respected only out of fear for his evil. In other words, it's not that because he is worthy of respect. Because he is a person that now if you tramp his, make a mistake in some way in front of him, or forget making a mistake, you don't do what he wants, that you can get in great trouble. Because he has some authority, he has power, he has some whatever influence. So now he's going to make life difficult. So now a person is feared only because of the evil in him, not because of the good in him. Then further in the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Islam says, When singing girls and musical instruments will become rife. When singing girls and musical instruments will become rife. How rife it has become? Almost every year, it's stuck in there. And now these are things spelt out for us. That this is something in the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Islam says, that al-ghina'u yummitun nifaqa fil qalb kama yummitul ma'uz zara. That music creates hypocrisy in the heart, just as water causes the vegetation to grow, meaning a good rain comes, before you know it, the whole place is all grown. In a similar manner, hypocrisy grows in the heart due to music. What is this hypocrisy? That a person, we all have iman, alhamdulillah, but then a person behaves in a way that is against the dictates of iman. So what is in the heart is something, what is in the action is something else. Now this stems from this, what is in the heart. What, what the heart, the corruption that has come in the heart. Among the things that creates this corruption is this music. There are many, many, many ahadis in this regard. Many things that are mentioned in the Qur'an Sharif, in the ahadith, the whole subject on his own. But in this particular hadith, when Nabi Islam says that the calamities will befall on a personal level, on a community level, on a general ummah level, it all depends how rife these things become. That this is one of the things mentioned in the hadith of Tirmizi Sharif, that when singing girls and musical instruments will become rife, then among the things there are several other things mentioned in the hadith, the time has already elapsed. Nabi Islam says, Fantaziru in the Dalika Rihan Hamra. Then be wait. Rihan Hamra literally translates as red winds. The Muhaddisin explain winds which are beyond the normal force. Now we know what hurricanes mean. And we are seeing what's going on in the world. And swallowing up into the earth was zalzalatan, and earthquakes. Science will tell us this is what happened in the crust of the earth and so on. But what made the crust do what it did? What made the fault lines do what they did? Is there no power behind it? Has all this not been spelt out to us already in the Quran, in the ahadith of Rasulullah The starting point and the end point for a mu'min is the Quran and Sunnah. Science is just the handmaid. Wait, assist in some way, we'll use it to assist. But where it crosses the line, we'll say stay behind. The starting point and the end point of the mu'min is the Quran and the Sunnah. And that is where he will abide by. And that is where he'll take his guidance from. And that is where he will analyze everything with. That the happenings of the world also he'll analyze in the light of the Quran and Sunnah. And then he will reflect upon himself. 
that am I contributing to the difficulties of the Ummah by means of my actions? Am I contributing to my own difficulties? Am I bringing and inviting problems in my own life? And in the difficulties of my family, in the difficulties of my community, and the difficulties of my Ummah? If yes, then I need to make Tawbah, I need to make Istighfar, turn to Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala, repent. Allah Ta'ala loves the one who comes back to Him. At-Ta'ibu Habibullah, the one who truly repents. In that moment of repentance, one moment he was a fasiq, he was a fajir, he was a flagrant sinner, he was a miscreant, but he has made sincere tawbah. In the next moment, Allah Ta'ala says, At-Ta'ibu Habibullah, the Ta'ib and the person who has sincerely repented has become the beloved of Allah Ta'ala. This is the way Allah Ta'ala treats his servants. Allah Ta'ala has got no personal grudge with anybody. This is the thing for us to do, to turn to Allah Ta'ala in repentance and to become his true servants. In this way, we will bring good in our own lives. We will become a means of good for the entire ummah. May Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana. Alhamdulillah.